episode of The Running Brunch. I'm Peter Cunningham here with Ben Ledbetter. Hey guys, how are we doing? Ben, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you guys are doing good because obviously you can't answer my question. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, unless they're really swift at responding to like <laughs> to listener questions, uh, which feel free to text in uh, whenever you'd like uh, on Instagram or if you have our number, text us. And, and really, if you texted us right now, it's amazing. That would be incredible. Because they're time travelers. <laughs> I knew it. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, ben, once again, we're back up in my bedroom here. It's in the studio. We're in the studio. Sorry. Right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> the studio. <laughs> we're back in the studio. We're back in the podcast studio. Um, and a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Easy Pads. Ah. <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like a, a women's, <laughs> sounds like a women's product. I was, I was thinking old people, like... <laughs> When you're ready for the day, but you can't hold it. Easy pad. They're there for you. Is that like a the dog? bathroom's not. Is that like a dog's little mat that they pee on? <laughs> Perfect. I don't know what if this is going to make it into the episode, but... All of it. All of it is. Uh, we're back in the studio in Fayetteville, Arkansas, yet again. And, it's um, still 97 degrees outside, if not hotter, because my watch is always wrong. It is five seconds away from 9 p.m., and it's 90 degrees outside, yeah. which is insane. So we are not running tonight. We're not running tonight. But um, we are eating brunch tonight. We are. Uh, ben, what did you have for brunch? Ah, for brunch today, I had a bowl. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm currently... Nah, nah I just finished it. Yeah. It was uh, a bowl of rice with some eggs in there, a little bit of sausage. Kind of took on the, the typical inch that we get of everyone we asked about brunch. They always said, it's gonna have eggs. So I was like, alright, guess I'm putting eggs in it today. Yeah, yeah. Peter, it. what did you uh, what you have for brunch today? I drove to Torchy's Tacos and bought a couple breakfast tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, both identical. Uh, flour, tortilla, egg, cheese, bacon, and I added some avocado. Ooh. A little bit of salsa. Uh, which, Ben, I realized that either I'm going to have to change the wording of it, or or I'm going to have to admit that tonight uh, we we broke the, the brunch rule, if you will. Because in my definition of brunch, we didn't do it today because we ate brunch at like 7 p.m. Right. right. And... So, so if I have to like reframe so that I can still be right in my definition, then I would say that I ate breakfast for dinner. Well, I mean, it's okay if you say that, right? But, like, but but I went to Torchy's to buy these breakfast tacos as a brunch item. Yeah, and I'll, then I ate them at seven p.m. My text message said, "What are we having for brunch today?" Exactly, and yet I I still think I still feel good because it was a specific type of food. It was within a specific uh, bucket of food that okay. that I at least felt it needed to be. And you had two of the three products in your meal that people would say were kind of breakfasty. Yeah, and I, there's well. also a lot of people I think that have rice for breakfast. I think it's a, an underappreciated breakfast item. I think if you're ever wondering, like, ah, I kind of yeah. want to be a little bit more full for my breakfast, yeah. toss in some rice. Yeah, especially jasmine rice. Uh-huh. That's the good stuff. Been just because uh, Reebok are an underappreciated running shoe doesn't mean that people should run in them. All I'm saying is Ben Flanagan won the Fault Myth uh, 10K in Reeboks Dang multiple it. times. Dang it. <laughs> well, shoot, I should. Robbie Andrews' that. wife runs in Reeboks. She is sponsored by Reebok. Is she a CrossFit <laughs> trainer? She is a track athlete. Okay. I can't remember her name because I feel Robbie like Andrews is my lookalike currently. Although your lookalike, who was it just the other day I saw someone and you looked just like him? So this is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, that's also one. No, that's it. I will think of it later hair. on. I'll think of it later on. But I saw someone. I was like, ah, oh, that's it. That's Ben. So we'll get was there. Was it Bradley Cooper? No, that that's is also one. another one. You got some good ones. I know. You got the Zlatan. <laughs> Especially when I had my long hair, I could pull yeah. it back and yeah. woo. Yeah. Uh, so we both had uh, some tasty breakfasty type foods. Yes, threw them down, and now we're we're enjoying some some hard ciders from Black Apple. Black Apple Crossing, pretty fun. Having some honey ciders. Shout yeah. out to Black Apple, local Springdale brewery. Is it brewer? Do they brew cider? They um, well, they pick it off of the tree first of all. If yeah. it's an apple, they pick it off the tree. They probably stomp it. 
I think all alcohol has a, 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 a brew, a brewing. Not necessarily. I guess you could distill. There's it's definitely true. a lot of alcohol that's distilled as opposed to brewed. Um, why this don't one's I... slightly on the on the dry side? Ooh. According to their meter on the side of their can. I don't know, man. If I pour this on top of your head, I feel like you would feel really wet. I I bet I would. The essence of water. <laughs> the the essence. essence of wetness. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of how uh, how hot it is outside. Um. We're going to talk about weather today. Yeah. Lots and lots of weather. Ben, uh, it, are there any songs that you can think of that, that <laughs> no. uh, when you hear the word weather, that what, what songs do you think of immediately? Oh, if, if you are by a computer or have a smartphone in your hand, pause our podcast, please, yeah. and go to YouTube. You know how a lot of podcasts are like, hey, if you're listening to this episode, uh, like you need to go subscribe. back to... You, yeah, you like and subscribe. <laughs> Hit that whatever button. Uh, no, when podcasts are like, hey, go back, listen to this episode, this episode, and this one, before this one, it's just going to be a lot more. So this episode is going to mean a lot more if you apparently pause right now and yeah. do what? If, if you pause right now and you go to YouTube or Spotify, I bet it's on Spotify, mm-hmm. type in uh, homophones, veggie tales. And it should come up of what is homophones, veggie tales official, play that video. Yeah. First lines are Ben. Hot. I'm a listener, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. Give us just a preview, so that, like we're we're thinking. Uh, I might actually, I might actually go. Give us a little preview. <laughs> oh gosh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta get my Larry voice on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine this: Larry the cucumber slides into classroom. Oh my goodness. Accordion in hand. Yes. He's really good accordion. I don't know. That's good. Um, and he starts off with. Weather, 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 whether you like it or not. Weather, 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 whether it's cold, warm, or hot. Mm-hmm. And so today, we're going to be talking about weather. Because it is freaking hot out right now. Or if you're listening to this in the winter, it yeah. could be freaking cold out right it's now. True. It's true. Or it could just be really windy in the spring and the fall. Yeah. Because fall and spring have very moderate weather. Or it could be very wet. Yeah. One of the more beautiful but also sometimes more miserable part of being a runner is it's not typically an indoor sport. Mm-hmm. Unless you're me today. Yeah. And then it was an indoor sport. Really? I ran on a treadmill for 90 minutes today. And if you run on treadmills every day, you have my utmost respect. Yeah. Because it was 100 degrees outside at 11 a.m. Yeah. And I had 10 miles to do. And I said, nope, I'm not dying. I'm going to run on a treadmill. I'm not a treadmill guy. I'm not either. Although I love the sensation the moment you get off the treadmill. And you feel like you're walking at a million miles an hour. It's almost like you're ice skating, and you feel like you're going to keep ice skating. Just straight Apollo Anton Ono on. Yes. Yeah. So I even moved my treadmill from our guest bedroom today to our master bedroom. Sounds like an easy process, No, because the the treadmill doesn't fit through doors. I had to take the doors off their hinges. Okay. Both doors. And then I had to squeeze it on a hallway. But is the treadmill too wide? To fit on its rollers down the hallway? Of course it is. Yeah. So I had to put cardboard. Well, this is halfway down the hallway. I figured after out. After you have to. Have to wiggled it. I did like okay. the little bit to the right, little bit to the left, little bit to the right. Yeah. Like the, the little walkie yeah, thing. Yeah, your treadmill don't jiggle, jiggle. Mm-hmm. It folds. Right. So then I found some cardboard in the garage, slapped that underneath the legs. Then I was like, okay, I got to lift this thing. So I was sliding it little inch by inch. Then yeah. I said, wait. I'm an intuitive person. Uh-huh. And so I went to the garage and got a, like one of those tie-down ratchet straps. Slid it under the Didn't legs. Didn't they call you ratchet straps back in high school? That's what they called me in high school. Is there a story behind it, or it's just a, like it came out of nowhere? A little bit. A okay. little bit. Well, so another time. This, another. Is, this is kind of like where it comes from. But oh, okay. So, so <laughs> basically, I'm just really, I'm really good at using ratchet straps. So oh, today, okay. today, I wrap them underneath the legs of the treadmill yeah. and use them to pull the treadmill like a, I was like a sled dog yeah. in the mush, mush. outback yeah. of Alaska. Yeah, not the Balto or uh, Iron Balto. Will. Yes, I almost watched that on Netflix today. Iron so, Will. Yeah. So the the reason that I moved my treadmill to my bedroom is so I could watch on our TV in our bedroom uh, something that would get me through ninety minutes of running in place. And Iron Will is a ninety. Minute it, minute? I don't know. It was oh, okay. it was on Netflix. I was like, oh, it looks like Balto, but for adults. Iron and Will it, is <laughs> awesome. It's a childhood movie for me. And if I was good at whistling. Mm-hmm. Which, even though I'm not, I'm going to do it anyways, because I go. put you on the spot and made you <laughs> sing the weather song. Uh, there's an awesome, <laughs> it's so awesome, uh, it's just memorable. There's a whistle in the movie, and it, oh gosh, this could be rough. The whistle goes, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
somewhere yeah, or somewhere it. in that realm. I'm I'm definitely better at whistling as I breathe inwards than outwards. I and just sound like a bird. Wait, wait, wait. My lips are a little dry. The dryness is getting me. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's just like a little... Nice. Yep, a little, a little bit of a little something. It's more just like blowing between my teeth. So those Iron Will fans out there, I'm sure you got it. And uh, that probably triggered some really sweet memories from your childhood. So you take anyway, your treadmill into your treadmill, bedroom. Treadmill, bedroom. I watched Jackass 4.5. <laughs> and it, Because I decided, well, my treadmill speedometer is always wrong. Yeah. And it's never consistent. So I said, well, what would it roughly take to get 10 miles today? Well, if I ran kind of easy pace, I'd be like 90 minutes, nice and easy. Sounds great. Yeah. So I found a movie that was from when... You click play yeah. to when Netflix shows its ending Netflix boom. Yeah, watch next. Yeah. In 90 minutes. Yeah. Jackass 4.5. Okay. And it was incredible. It was <laughs> a, a really good distractor. Yeah, it was perfect amounts of like distracting between scenes. I'm talking to people. Steve-O's talking about interactions they had in Wild Boys back in the day. You got Johnny Knoxville who's... Comes back from COVID two months after they stopped filming for the first time. He's got gray hair. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a plot twist. I know. That was crazy. That was the plot twist? There was actually a five-minute segment on how Johnny Knoxville's hair oh, went okay, gray. Well, yeah. Turns out it just naturally did that. It yeah. just, he didn't do anything. It just all of a sudden went from black to gray huh. over the course of like two or three months. Right. I guess it was more like seven. Anyway, uh, so that's why I ran inside today because it's still, like we said, nine o'clock and almost 100 degrees outside. I normally run when the sun's down, yeah. and I don't want to run when it's 90 degrees outside. Nope. So, today, we are going to talk about what you as listeners, if you struggle with any kind of weather situations, whether that's tornadoes, or hurricanes, blizzards, heat waves, heat no waves. Heat no waves? When you're expecting heat and there's no heat, and cool. you're like, I'm prepared for the heat. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, um... What kind of weather yeah. can we expect to mess with runs? Not like normal weather, but like something that says, ah, when you get out of bed or when you go to strap your shoes on, yeah. you look outside your window or you look at your phone, you're like, do I want to run today? Yeah. What are some of those weathers that we can expect to mess with our runs? Yeah. So um, I went straight to very specific type of cold weather, mm -hmm. and it's when the snow... Uh, has has become almost icy. And so you're actually having to think to yourself, would it be, one, safe? Two, am I going to be able to actually uh, maintain consistent strides and whatnot, or I'm going to be just sliding all over the place? Uh, and then also just, like, the potential for uh, injuries, whether, like, calf, Achilles, kind of foot injuries as you're, yep. as you're not able to uh, plant and spring off the ground like normal um, i had some knee stuff in college that if i ran on too slick of ground my knees would hurt like my patella okay. tendon yeah. would get really i'd get patella tendonitis yeah. Yeah. thank you heidi for always treating me oh, shout sweet. out to heidi heidi to bring um also interesting thing with when it gets icy if you're running anywhere near roads if, even if you're on the sidewalk you're actually running on the street you have to worry about cars that potentially lose traction so there's even yeah. that that like added danger of motor vehicles more than they normally are for you because at that point it's not really their fault they're just sliding like it's yeah. not even that they're bad at driving well they probably are that also yeah because they're out and about when it's that weather yeah, yeah so my, my mind went there which is definitely more of a, like a justifiable reason to not get out on a run i feel like some weather and i'm sure we'll talk about these in a second some weather is like more preying on your like mental toughness i feel like this specific type of cold weather scenario is one where it's like should i go out as opposed to do i want to go out right um there are definitely days that if tori asks me do you really want to run today tori is my wife for those of you who are new to the podcast <laughs> you'll um, probably say her name a few more times throughout most the, likely the, the, the especially with weather she always asks do you really <laughs> want to run today um and that's what i know i really need to consider if I want to run. Or want if to I or should? Should. Okay. Um, should run outside. I'm thankful that we've got the treadmill now. Um, yeah, I picked that up this winter because I was tired of running when it was 5 degrees and 90 degrees humidity outside. Yeah. It was just Chicago in Arkansas was the yeah. worst. Yeah. Um, 
But if she asked me, are you sure you want to run because of the weather? That's when I know I need to actually consider if I want to run. Is that like code from her of, hey, I don't know that I really, I, that I, Tori, don't really want you to run because I don't feel safe about it? That tends to be it. It, it happened a lot with the heat last summer. Um, I, for whatever reason, refused to run with the water bottle back back then, mainly sure. because that's what I would do in college. And yeah. You're a spry young athlete. Why yeah. would you need to run with water? Yeah, you there's can... this pride. There's this pride around. Like, right. I right. Don't, I'm a distance athlete. I don't need a uh, water bottle. Although we watched the the World Championships this last weekend, and in every 5K and 10K, there's a table with cups of water. Right. And Jakob Ingebrigtsen, who won it, <laughs> takes water. Spoiler. Right. Sorry, everyone. It's It's been probably three months since that happened. <laughs> you haven't watched It's Your Own Fault. <laughs> Unless you're the individual that also texted in at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> right. Right. They probably. So sorry. Yeah. Sorry for ruining it for you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, but I have recently discovered the, the idea of wearing a water, like I have a, a belt that has water in it and I have little packets of nutrition that I take, uh, mainly because my mileage is still creeping up and I'm realizing that my runs feel a lot better when I'm hydrated and happy, uh, and carved up. So she doesn't ask me much about the heat, uh, mainly because I still run when it's dark outside, but we'll kind of get into the heat later. But if Tori asked me... Do you want to run? I really reconsider. Yeah. Um, other days that like can be hard can be if it's extreme. Like the rain is, it's not just a drizzle. It's like, it's almost like a hurricane, but you're not in Florida. Mm-hmm. So like in Arkansas, if it's raining real, real heavy, there's something that I just don't want to get out the door. Yeah. I, it's wet. It's cold. It's gross. I'm by myself, and I just have little motivation to go out and grind 10 miles yeah in the wetness is there a time of day where you'd be more willing to run in that kind of weather because like i feel like if i wake up and it's pouring down raining the fact that i've i've just woken up it's probably going to be hard for me to muster up this desire or to follow through with the plan to run in the morning because I wake up and it's raining. 100%. But if it's like, I feel like, would you agree that it's like 4 p.m.? I've been I've been watching the rain all day long. I feel like there's a higher chance that I I have in my brain this. Oh, I'm gonna go run in that. Yeah. Because that's further proof that that I'm like this endurance athlete that I can endure the elements as well i feel like i feel like the time of day with whatever the inclement weather if not unsafe um is is going to change the way i respond to it 100 percent. and i think there also adds in of who i'm running with adds on top of that well i feel like that's a whole nother podcast of like <laughs> right. the importance that's a whole nother episode of like the importance of of having people to run with because there there have definitely been days uh especially this last probably fall and even the spring where i'll wake up and it's nasty outside and i'm like forget it i'm going back to bed i'm not getting wet i'm not getting cold hopefully it'll blow over by this evening and i don't run yeah but there are also days that we'll go to jbu there's one morning that i specifically remember that it was (laughs) pouring rain was it the day where the wind was so hard too that it was just like it was, the rain was sideways? Yes, I had an umbrella, and it was basically worthless besides my face. Yeah. Um, and and I was like, this, you guys are out there having fun, everyone's hyped on it. <laughs> I don't know if everyone is having fun, but you were having fun. I, I felt the pressure in coach mode mm. to not keep on to our athletes' negative mindset. Right, and, that's, and I think that's one thing that you do really well with our athletes is not add on to when someone says, oh, we have to be out here in the rain. It's like, no, we we get to be out. This is awesome. Think of all the people who aren't out here in the rain. Um, So those are also big motivators. If I've made plans with someone or like there's going to be a big group and it's like, well, I don't want to be the only person who doesn't show up to this run or I'm an athlete at college. It's like, this is, we're going to make this fun. Whether that's like, go, you're going to go body. Like I remember there was a couple days, I think in high school where it was pouring rain in Florida it's super cold, but we're like, you know what? We're going to have an awesome day. We go on our run and we get back, and we end up doing, like, slip and slides across the soccer field. <laughs> and it was just all – so we would do strides. we do, five, like, 10 by whatever, 50-meter strides. And our coach had us, when we finished our stride, we'd slide into the grass to make us, like, motivated to do it. And we started just ha- – we just had a blast. Um, mm-hmm. And it made 
that miserable rain day that much better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the the main the main ones would be cold. So we've hit cold and snow, but like extreme icy. Yeah, so like like I said, like, there's a difference between it just being cold outside and right. it potentially being unsafe. Unsafe outside. to run. And really, as far as like unsafe cold, I feel like is is we're talking icy. Mm-hmm. Like, are there other unsafe cold? I guess I guess how I mean like how in cold? Arkansas, we're never gonna really be unsafe cold. Right. No. And Everyone I here feel is like fancy. I'm in the last five years or so, the coldest it's got is maybe negative seven. I would be surprised if it was anything less than I, that. I feel like I feel like I remember there being a negative seven day, okay. and I remember running on it. Yeah, and I think that's still in safe realm. But mm-hmm. there's for sure there's certainly totally um, there's certainly a difference between my coworkers just going, "You're insane for running a negative seven, and that's unsafe running at negative twenty, or right. I don't know when it would be unsafe. But so. What, I guess, what are the other unsafe, cold scenarios? Yeah. Other than um, icy... Visibility is huge. Yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you're if you not able to be seen safely by other runners or uh, drivers or specifically snowmobiles, uh, like if you live where someone, they actually have usable snowmobiles. I meant snowplows. Um, uh-huh. But also, snow, if you live up in the Great Lakes they could be area, they yeah. could be... Which apparently in Grand Rapids, Michigan, there are people who... Just when the winter rolls in, they just use snowmobiles. Yeah. Anyway, you just need to be able to be seen. If you're not able to be seen from a safe distance, you need to reconsider either where you're running or the fact that you are running at all. Yeah. Um, and I would say that if you can't see more than like 40 feet in front of you, you probably don't need to be running. Right. Um, it's a very arbitrary number, but I think that's like the most someone could safely potentially stop driving, obviously driving slow on a side road. Yeah. see you and if something goes wrong you have time to react and they have time to react and i guess that's specifically talking if you're running on roads if you're correct I feel like you know like if you have a park or trails or yep. whatever like i think even better day yes. to be running but as long as you can still see the trail and not get lost i guess but but i feel like i guess uh, as we've been hitting on like unsafe weather i th- i think like the point of this episode is more so to talk about like what keeps you from getting out? Right. What keeps you from what following you from through with the goal? When you wake up until when you go to bed, yeah. you have a certain miles or you have a certain workout, you have a run that you have to do. There, how can we help you get out the door? How can we as runners get out the door yeah. to get that run done? Yeah. Uh, well, like you already said, I mean, like the having someone else there immediately makes um, pressing through the lack of desire, regardless of the situation weather-wise weather 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 whether we like it or not yeah. we got to get out and run um having people there waiting for you knowing that they're counting on you especially if you're a part of a team uh it makes it a lot easier but i think for me personally cold i feel like cold weather is harder for me to sign up for and to follow through with a plan than it is hot weather but also i hate running in hot weather so much more than i do in cold i feel like i can still perform i feel like i can still accomplish pace goals and whatnot in cold weather uh as opposed to hot weather i mean like heart rate rises so much quicker for me in hot weather and i feel like it's a wash trying to accomplish some kind of pace goal if it's too hot. And you could probably speak to the physiology of that as opposed to cold weather. Like I just, I am prepared, uh, to get a good workout in if it's 10 degrees outside. Right. And I absolutely love wearing tights. Yeah. (laughs) I, I feel no more like a distance runner than when I get to wear full tights. I just, I, I love it. Yeah. I think a lot of that just comes from adaptation as well, and that, that kind of goes into the, the physiology of it. But I agree. I'm right there with you. I Getting out the door, if it's cold, way harder. Yeah. But as soon as my feet hit the pavement, Oof. I'm in it. Yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, but if it's hot, I can, I can motivate, my, motivate myself to get out. But at mile four, mile five, mile 11, whatever it is, I'm like, why am I out here? <laughs> this is so dumb. Yeah. I like, and thankfully I'm far away from the house, so I can't just stop. 
Yeah. And I have a wife and a daughter who's going to be concerned about my well-being. Yeah. So being four or five miles away from the house and no phone makes it a lot easier to run home than if I had a phone and I could just, well, I'll just text Tori. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I definitely also think I can perform better just like if I know, especially when it comes to workouts. Workouts, if I have to grind miles, like if I'm just easy day, I would much rather take an easy day in the heat than I would an easy day in the cold. Yeah. Um, like if I, if I have, like if it was this week but in January and it's snowing outside, um, yeah, there's a, there's a much easier time for me to be able to get a workout in in the cold but if i'm like i said if i'm in the heat just i'll grind out some miles i can stop i can walk miles or miles it doesn't matter how fast i'm going yeah um so there's uh there's a little sweet spot that there so peter where have what climates have you run in specifically um and that also kind of gives context to a good question of the adaptations that you and I have experience and also that our listeners can have because someone who lives in Hawaii they go to Colorado for a weekend and they're waking up in the morning and it's 55 degrees outside yeah. they're in like snow gear yeah. they're ready for the yeah. I mean yeah. no offense Hawaii people yeah. I'm not making fun of you whatever it is but also there is a slight truth to that with my sister who lived in Hawaii for a while she I, I got out there and it was 60 degrees one morning by the beach and I'm in shorts no shirt whatever and she is in a sweater leggings yeah. just head yeah. to toe yeah. ready for snow in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so what have, what have you over the course of your specifically your, like your running career, mm-hmm. um, experience climate wise? Yeah. Yeah. So went to high school in Missouri. And so, um, I feel like similar to Arkansas, humid. Um, and so like a, a, a wet cold, um, in the winter and also a, soupy hot in the summer um and then other than that I mean I uh, after high school I it was really about a year and a half before I got back into running as I was living in Texas and started kind of training for a marathon for those who've listened to past episodes you know that that training lasted about four weeks because that was when I found out the marathon was uh upcoming and and so like that was uh, in like March, but like, you know, just kind of a, a Texas March. And so actually that was like really pleasant weather, um, really pleasant weather, but also, um, you know, uh, pl- plenty of, of rain kind of in that climate as well. But then, uh, three seasons, uh, three years of running cross country in Colorado. And so had to acclimate to not only altitude, but, um, just had to acclimate to like negative degrees in the winter was normal and bundling up for a long run, but bundling up equaled really like just, uh, you know, tights and a t-shirt and a, some kind of zip up. And, you know, you might be taking off your gloves and your beanie by the end of the run just because your body heat. Right. Um, but yeah, so just like acclimating to Colorado, uh, cold, uh, I mean, running in the summer in Colorado is like the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. Even as we were out there just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. like walking around, it's 95 degrees outside, but you don't sweat cause it's so dry. Um, and so the only other climates I've ran in, I mean, I, I spent my summer before my last season running at, at CCU. I spent my last season, uh, excuse me. I spent my last um, I spent the summer before my last season training in Saudi Arabia. Um, I spent my my summer there um, doing some youth ministry, and I thankfully uh, the students and uh, my my uh, coworker and I our schedules we pretty much woke up at noon and were awake until like three a.m. four a.m. because everyone wanted to spend as much time awake without the sun beating down on them. And and so it wasn't just like you had to be inside all day long. And so, I mean, because it was 120 degrees outside at 2 p.m. And so I had to kind of uh, shift just kind of my schedule of running. And so I did a lot of my miles at 2 a.m. And it was still over 90 degrees and oh, so humid. Oh and so... Gosh. 
I mean, there were there were actually days where I'd be like, you know what, I I can't get my run in at two a.m., so I'm gonna get my run in at six p.m. or seven p.m. Sun would still be up, and I would walk out the house. And no kidding, I'd, I'd get to the end of the driveway and go, nope, this is miserable. I'm going back inside. And I would have to shower because I was drenched in sweat from the walk to the end of the driveway and back. That's like how hot it was and how humid it was. It, was like, it, was, it wasn't even like, a, oh, I'm kind of sticky. I, maybe I'll take a shower. It was like, I have to shower. I didn't go on a run oh my and gosh. I had to shower. And so, um, so Saudi was obviously a, a huge extreme and, and that was just like a, I had to... Uh, my coach only, he was like, you can go to Saudi for the summer if you promise to come back fit and, and actually ready to, to race. And my best season was that following season. And so, um, so yeah, so some like, just like Missouri cold, um, and some Missouri hot summers. Um, I wasn't really running a whole lot when I lived in Texas, but I got to experience a whole lot of Texas heat. And then the, the really pleasant summers in Colorado, but the really cold winters in Colorado. But once again, like they were so dry. If you put the right gear on, you don't really right. feel the cold. It's right. not this bite to it that kind of the Midwest has. Yeah, it's whatever's exposed is cold, but everything else is uh-huh. pretty much fine. Yeah, I always loved after a cold run in Colorado. I had enough of a beard in college <laughs> that you would have you have this frost on your beard, and also like mid run, you can feel your nose hairs freezing, and like you like can like move your nose around. And like, kind of break up the frozenness of your nostril hairs. Um, you know, you know how we all just reminisce yeah. on our nostril hairs. Of course, of course. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, yeah, the uh, mine is actually surprisingly similar. Sure. Was minus the Saudi. I've never been to Saudi. We all went to Saudi, right? Yeah, that's true. But I did go to China. But I didn't. I did run there, but only on certain days. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't start running until I moved to Florida. So. Um, uh, very humid, very hot all the time. Um, winters we had, I guess it would get kind of cold, but coming from New Jersey, I was fine. Um, Florida cold was nothing yeah, compared to New no, Jersey. Absolutely no. Um, uh, I think I, it maybe snowed twice in my high school career. Wow. Um, I feel like that's a lot. Uh, I mean, every, I mean, over the course of four years, only two times snowing. Still, that fine. seems like a lot for Florida. I don't know. Um, I do remember there was a, there was a cross country course my senior year districts it was like forty five or fifty degrees outside like when we were on the starting line so you have all these like Florida kids in their short shorts and some of us have gloves on and or tights or whatever it is and I'm just I mean I was cold I'm not gonna lie to you it was freezing because it's dewy and the dew point is there and it was this bitey cold but anyway which uh, real quick sorry yeah. but like one of my favorite looks for a runner is is like just the racing shorts, the the singlet with gloves on. For some reason, gloves, but nothing else is like is wearing warm. That looks so cool to me. Is it uh, Wesley Kiptu from Iowa State or yep. whoever it is yeah, that, that yeah, wears yeah. it? Yeah, yeah he Or if you're a soccer, it. if you're a soccer indoor, fan, indoor nationals. He had he gloves. gloves. He wore the gloves. Yeah, I guess it kind of became like a just a routine I guess or it's like a, thing. A, a, a schizo, not a schizophrenia, a superstitious thing. Yeah, maybe. Are you superstitious? No. Are you a little stitious? I'm a little stitious. Okay, I cool. do lay out my race jersey the night before. Like if I'm even road races to this yeah, day, yeah. I'm laying it out on the couch or on the bed. Yeah. In, in short shirt, shoes, socks. Yeah. Um, I I sleep in my jerseys uh, the night before race. That's uh, kind of that's a little bit more than just stitious. That's like at least really stitious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's uh sorry. No, no, you're good. It's uh it's Florida, and then yeah, same thing, Colorado. Um. I never really stuck around for the Colorado summers. I always just got the falls yeah. and the winters yeah. and, the, and the springs. Um, I think the the only really memor like quote unquote memorable runs in Colorado winters were the ones where <laughs> there was a day that we had Wacky Wednesday that we used to do back in the day where we dress up just kind of weird, um, but it was probably fifty degrees outside. So. And I had made this weird decision earlier in the fall to not wear a shirt for any of my runs, but it was track season, so I'm going to wear a shirt. So I wore a hockey jersey. Everyone else is in their tank tops or t-shirts or whatever it is. And about a mile into our run, a blizzard rolls in. I mean, a straight up, it is, you can't see anything in front of you. And we said, well, I guess we're just going to run. 
and by the time that we were done, it was up to the middle of our calves of snow. <laughs> I was the only warm person because I had it, happened to wear a hockey jersey that day, and it cracks me up every time. I had knee-high socks, a hockey jersey, and short shorts. Did you play hockey at TCU? No, I had a, it was a Devils jersey. I was okay. really, I'm really into Devils hockey, so yeah, yeah. go Devils. I couldn't remember, I, I, for some reason, there was a, did Raggio? Raggio played Okay. Hockey. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, Raggio. Shout out to Raggio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, a, there was always just funny days like that where you're not expecting the, the cold or the snow that it, it would just roll in off the front range and you just kind of have to deal with it. But like Peter said, it's, if you're covered up in that kind of cold, you're basically fine. Um, and then I move here and it's just freaking hot all the time. And the winters are surprisingly cold, um, yeah. but it's mostly because it's humid. Yeah. And even though this summer has been hot and, and not, it's been humid, but it's, there's been no rain. I feel like a lot of our winter recently has had a lot of rain. And so yes. it's been like really cold, bitey rains. Yeah. Uh, and those are really rough. I, and I like going back to what you said, as far as the importance of like having someone scheduled with you to run or in, in my case, most of the time it's like, why in the world would I wake up at four forty-five? And drive out to Salem Springs from Fayetteville to stand and or jog or run in cold rain. And uh, because one, I've got uh, athletes that are waiting, but also like, I just stinking love the job. And but it's like there, there are people waiting. And so I'm going to wake up at a crazy time of day and go be out in nasty weather and feel pretty miserable. Uh, but later on the day, be like really thankful and proud of like, I don't know, choosing to engage to be with. there so yeah um it's so kind of on that note when you're waking up to to get out the door whether it's to meet with your athletes or to run um what are some things that that we can be doing regardless of what the weather is to to get out there so let's say we'll just kind of go quickly the heat what are things that we can be doing when we know it's going to be extremely hot like the last 10 days here have been extremely hot yeah what are things that runners can be doing in extreme heat to either get out the door uh yeah just to get out the door what are things that we can be doing uh, well, I don't know if this really answers your question, but one thing to help despite the nasty weather, I mean, like you is to make sure you're drinking water before that moment. I mean, like, uh, in, in preparation for the nasty heat that is either here or is coming, like there's a reason why either your coaches or whoever is telling you you need to drink water, uh, cause you're going to sweat all of that out of your body. And you're going to have nothing inside of you by the end of the right. run. And so, like, just the, the, the need to be to be hydrated. And so, like... Hydrated plus sodium. Make sure you have some sodium in your diet to hold that water in. Otherwise, it just runs right through you. Sodium help keep it inside your body enough for you to sweat it out. If you're just drinking water, you're not drinking it and not eating anything with a little bit of salt in it. Give us give us just some uh, some easy things. Like, oh, if you eat this and this, you're for sure going to be getting enough sodium in you. Uh, you eat eggs and you put salt on it. Boom, salt. Oh, cool. Uh, you uh, give a high five to someone and you pour some salt, salt in your mouth. mouth. Boom, salt. <laughs> uh, so, but as far as like how you pr- that 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 is a <laughs> how do you how do you make sure that you can endure the the heat is is one is would be the water. But like, how do you get out the door? And when it's nasty heat, I don't know specifically. So, if, if something I think of is time of day. If everyone probably has a, a typical routine. That they're set in of like, oh, I'm an evening runner. Oh, I'm a morning runner. Mm-hmm. I have found myself being an evening runner just because that's the easiest time for my family. Olive's asleep. Tori's winding down for the day. I get to spend as much time with them as I can before we go to work. I get to see him before Olive goes to bed. And then I get out the door when it's not hot. Uh, but what I do when it's still 95 degrees outside 30 minutes into this podcast, I run either inside of my treadmill or I wake up early and I get it done when the sun's not up and it's at least like... The ambient temp- temperature is not, uh, is it ambient or ambient? doesn't matter. Ambient? I think it's ambient. Uh, well. Ambient? Am I from England or am I from? Are you talking about optimal? I don't know. Yeah. I think the, the word is ambient. Okay. But <laughs> the, the uh, it's just the, the temperature outside after the sun's settled and you're, yeah, it's just a lot better to be yeah. in the mornings. Um, so if I can, I get out the door in the mornings. It's a lot more, I don't like running the treadmill. But if I have to, I'll hop on the treadmill for a little bit. Um, so that's that's one time one thing that you can do. Uh, I think also like just uh, <laughs> it sounds so simple, uh, but wearing the right colors. I mean, I I, I yes. naturally I like to wear black. Uh, it's just I I, it's a, I think I look good in it. 
and I'm wearing a black shirt as we speak, and yet I'm just going to get destroyed by the sun to another level if I'm wearing black. So thankfully our culture for some reason allows guys to run around shirtless, so that sounds great, but if you're not able to do that for whatever reason, like wearing a white shirt instead of a black shirt immediately, that sounds like so like uh, like elementary, but is immediately going to make that run completely yep. different. And even, even just piggybacking on that, I would say I would encourage us to start wearing shirts when we run, or at least if you're not wearing a shirt, wear sunscreen. Yeah. Got a dermatologist friend who says that I'm going to be paying his retirement bills when mm. I get older because he's going to be taking all the skin cancer off my body because yep. I never run with sunscreen on. Yep. So, so the please, question is, do you want to help someone because you have to pay them for dermatology help or live longer? <laughs> exactly. So uh, put on sunscreen if you don't have a shirt. Uh, if you are, Even if you yeah. are wearing a white shirt, uh, put on some sunscreen in those exposed areas. Mm-hmm. What, what about like a... So I, uh, wear a hat most days, Ben. And yeah. whether I'm running or not, I wear a hat most days, uh, most of the day. Um, and I've realized, especially as the weather's been so hot recently, that I I think I have to like forego getting to wear a hat for that period of the day because I feel like it it traps in the heat more than when I don't wear a hat. Is there it's funny. I so you, one, you just have more material there. Your head isn't breathing as much. I mean, like I don't know. There was a there was a sports science. I don't know if you guys ever watched the the show way back in the day. I don't remember if it was on ESPN or Discovery Channel. There was a show called Sports Science. I think it was ESPN. Okay, and they used they did an episode on cold temperature and where you lose heat in your body. And everyone says, "Oh, you got to wear a hat because you lose ninety percent of your heat out of your head." Well, that's not true. Yeah, uh, they kind of went like hick there at the end. Uh, you know. When you're in Arkansas, lose ninety percent of the heat lose out your 90, head. You got to wear a hat in your head. Right. Uh, no, it's and so I they they prove that you actually don't lose. You lose the same amount of heat out of your head as your hands, as your elbows, as your knees. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, so I would say it would just be like wearing a shirt if yeah. you're comfortable with it. If anything, it would actually hold in that sweat. I was going to suggest wearing start starting wearing a shirt. It's going to hold that sweat on your body a little bit longer. Which is going to um, cool you down. It's going to help cool you down, which is exactly what your body's doing. Um, huh. So I find that. In the evenings, if I wear a hat and I don't have my long hair, um, I change that every so often. Sometimes uh, you put it on. Sometimes you take, take it off the long hair. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, no, but if I if Tori lets me grow it out, then I've got it. If not, I don't have it. Obviously. Um, but I find that I wear a hat and I'm a lot cooler because um, it's holding in that sweat. It's not draining down onto my back, and my head actually stays a little bit cooler with my with my hat as it sweats. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I would I would say more than anything, there is is just uh, figuring out what is working for you personally right uh if if i've found that oh shoot i i feel a lot hotter when i wear a hat uh rather than uh just deciding and resigning to go well i guess i just uh, don't like running in the heat and maybe i'm just not going to run when it's hot uh instead it's oh maybe i just need to switch something up either if it's maybe i need to wear a shirt so i hold that sweat on my body so that i cool off more for, for you, it, that might be similar with the hat. I mean, like Play with things so that you don't just kind of go, well, it's hot, and I felt uncomfortable because it was hot, and so I'm not going to do that anymore. Maybe right. shift something around. And you can even start shifting your expectations of what your run will be like. Um, so if you if you, that heat's – sorry that we're focusing so much on heat, but it's just very relevant to yeah. our current well, lives. Well, I lived in St. Louis for three years, and as Nelly liked to say back in the day, it's getting hot in here. And so I feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> uh, the song isn't, but I feel like it's appropriate for us to be talking so much 100%, about heat, so. 100%. Um, but you can you can start changing your expectations for your ends. Um, so when it when it's extremely hot outside, I tend to slow my pace down about twenty seconds yeah. per mile. Yeah. Um, before it got extremely hot out here, I was uh, running probably seven thirty seven forties from easy days, and it felt felt easy. The that same relative effort, which I would say is the key to what you're feeling, is right now about eight fifteen to eight thirties. Yeah. Uh, sometimes even eight forties. It's it's all about uh, getting miles in, and it doesn't like. My current coach said that as long as you finish the run, it's good to go. It doesn't matter how slow you did it. It's just about it that you got the miles in. Um, and so your heart rate is going to be elevated. Um, you got a lot. Your, your heart is having to work harder to pump the blood, to get to different muscles, and it's going to be raising that blood up to the top of your skin. There's going to be a lot going on physiologically. I don't know the actual science behind it. I just read some stuff that your heart works harder when it's hot, and so your heart rate is going to be up. So you could be running an easy, quote-unquote, easy pace, um, and your heart rate's going to be elevated. 
big thing is also just going to be adjusting your weekly schedule. Like today or yesterday, I skipped my run. I didn't run yesterday. So that means I have to adjust my schedule. So I'm probably going to be doing either two doubles, like a five in the morning, 10 at night, or 10 in the morning, five at night, or I'll just double up and do two tens. Um, we'll kind of see. But that was just the reality of even in the morning yesterday, it was still too hot for me to safely run. And that's with me carrying like 24 ounces of water and two packets of nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just was not a safe time for me to be able to run. Um, so those are mainly things that I would say to just be willing to adjust for. Yeah. Um, I feel like some of what you're speaking there to there is is what hopefully a lot of runners grow in which is giving themselves grace when things aren't perfect and even if we're talking outside of weather I, I just don't have the workout that I was supposed to and I immediately start beating myself up because the numbers weren't exactly what they were supposed to be or I expected them to be or I don't just don't feel as explosive as I typically am and immediately I start beating myself up or rather than just going like oh it makes sense that I'm running slower today because the weather's miserable right. or or actually i'm like you're saying like i need to choose to run slower today and to be okay with that because it like because the weather calls for it today uh and so like one giving yourself the grace to not have the perfect day and uh i, I sent you that video uh i found online the other day uh it was some professional runner i think her name is last name is uh pappas pappas alexi pappas mm-hmm. girl Right. Professional runner, she's talking about her coach that um, she was complaining about like a, um, a workout that wasn't going as well as she hoped it would. And he was uh, teaching her this rule of thirds uh, and like that in a training block or in a year, you should have three different realms of experience of a workout that uh, there is a third of you feel amazing in your workout. There is a third of you feel just kind of uh, normal and okay and there's a third where you feel bad and if one is uh, is overpowering uh, either of the other two then something's probably off and so just like the expectation should be uh, that you are living in equal balance of those thirds and so like uh, sometimes the weather um, instead of expecting yourself to have an amazing day even though it's 98 degrees outside it's I'm gonna have an okay day because I slowed down um, because the weather called for it. Right. Rather right. than trying to have an amazing day, but actually having a miserable day because I didn't shift the workout at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, Ben. Yeah, man. Um, other big things that you can kind of consider. Uh, if you're outside and there's bad weather that kind of stumbles up on you, like, what's a good time where it is okay to just say enough is enough and you actually just need to call to run? Yeah. Um, I would say if it's a hot day and you didn't plan for it to be hot um, and you don't have any kind of hydration or the ability to get hydration, that is always a time where you notice your body is no longer sweating when it should be. Walk and get in the shade and chill. Um, If you you need to take a break, there's no shame. No one that's driving by (laughs) is going to care that that they saw a runner start to walk. Yeah, high high school Peter was really proud that he was like, I never walked in a single workout in high school. (laughs) And everyone on Highway 65 driving from Branson to Springfield saw it. Exactly, exactly. It's it's like no one, you could, for all they know, like anytime I just honestly assume and I see a runner stop, I'm like, oh, they finished their interval. They're yep. taking their break. Yeah. They got, they're going to get back to it here in a second. Yeah. And I just, and, and I'm probably the only person who really notices you, yeah. like, because I'm a runner. I look for runners. Most people don't even see you, which is extremely unsafe. <laughs> but... but Yes, but so so it's okay. Like there, I remember there was a run in Oklahoma that I had where I just underestimated the power of Oklahoma heat and hills. And my sister lives on a road that's extremely hilly, and it was blazing blacktop outside. And I just got three miles in. I was gonna do I don't even, I don't even know how much it was, but I just got three miles in. I found a piece of shade and I sat down for probably a good thirty minutes and just let my body cool down and I walked home. Um, oh. Just because it was like it was just too much for me. I didn't have water. This before. This is my pre-water days i know i know um i think about like the importance of us as runners to know our bodies well and to be able to listen to our bodies well uh rather than um because i feel like there are two 
potentially two two unhealthy things we can do instead of that one it's we give into the pressure to always uh, push through we're endurance athletes and thus sometimes we can feel the pressure to always endure and think that we're weak or are not going to race well in the future because we gave up on that workout for a legitimate reason Right. Um, but then also, uh, we can be runners that have, um, we, we also don't want to be the kind of runners who's like, oh, it's an uncomfortable day, so I guess I'm just going to kind of mail it in. Right. Uh, we also have way too many of those athletes. Finding the, finding the balance between hurting and being injured. Yep. I, would, I always draw the line of being hurt is it's okay to hurt. Like, you, you need to hurt in your workouts, you need to be working hard, but as soon as you cross the line of being potentially injured, yeah. if that, if that that calf is starting to bother you yeah. or your vision starts to change while you're on a heat run or whatever it is, there, there is a line that needs to be drawn yeah. between I hurt right now and I'm becoming injured or I am injured. Yeah. That what you do you think need to of, stop. What do you think about, I remember watching on, uh, on Flow Track years ago, there was a uh, special on Cam Levins and it was a really cold day and... Uh, and Is this when he used to do triples? I don't, uh, yes, uh, but in this workout, he was on the track at uh, Southern Utah, I think, and that's where he went? I think so. At Southern Utah, and he did a couple repeats, and it was a really cold day, and whether it was because of the temperature or some kind of fueling or sleep or something, it just wasn't adding up, and he was like, no, I just don't have it today. Like, what Like, uh, what do you think about that scenario? Because it, it, there was no, like, potential injury. There wasn't, like, you know, because of heat, blurry vision, because of cold hypothermia, uh, that was a very specific, it was, it was a workout that there was supposed to be a specific um, uh, performance and yeah. outcome, and he was like, something isn't allowing for that, and so he decided to shut it down. Is that, like, where does that butt up against the, um, no, you, you adjust and you shift, and I think that or you, you endure. Th- I think that is an adjustment and a shiftment. Sure. Um, and he is probably still going to have some kind of quality workout later that week, or something to like in the long term of that. That like you said, that one workout's not going to make or break you. Yeah. But if you find yourself every single workout saying, ah, "I just, I just don't have it today," um, I think Cam Levins is very much in tune with his body, and that becomes a large part of what you, um, what you're feeling when you're running. Yeah. Um, when, when you're stepping onto that track, when you're stepping out onto that, on that trail, um, and you, and you say like, I, I've had runs where it's like, Hey, I've got to do, uh, I'm doing like 10 by five minutes on or whatever. I don't probably not even 10 by five minutes. That's, I was going to say 10 by 60 and I said 10 by five, yeah. 10 by 60 seconds or whatever it is, or five by five minutes. And I get rep one in and I am just, my breathing's off. My body's off. Something is just not feeling right. And you know that you're just not going to finish that workout. Yeah. Jog at home. Yeah. There's there's no problem with that, but uh, it's but it's a lot of that comes with knowing your body and yeah. and having a long term plan to make up for yeah. that workout. Yeah, I feel like to mail it in after one repeat though, you have to really know your body right well because hundred percent because there could also be the athlete out there that would need to hear, hey, uh, you know, you might still be warming up. Right. Uh, and, and and you might find yourself on the third or fourth repeat feeling phenomenal. Yep. And and hey, just like don't don't overthink the fact that the first one your breathing's off or whatever. And so it's like there's this. Uh, I think we need to do an entire episode just on like how runners, or maybe just a segment in an episode of like how what does it mean and how do we get to a point where we are able to know our bodies well. Right. Because like right. there's whether whether you're a collegiate athlete right now. Uh, or that that couch to 5k there's probably a ton of people out there that are like I have no idea how to accomplish what you're saying when you say make sure you are able to listen to your body well right and how do right. I know I'm not lying to myself because it hurts a little too much or how do I know that I'm not listening smartly because that's encroaching on potential injury it's so it's like there's uh, there there needs to be a conversation around how do you accomplish being able to uh, listen to your body well. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, other, obviously, other random things that you should think about. Uh, consider lightning. This is really bringing it back to how where we were of like um, signs you should stop running in the weather. Uh, sure. Lightning's huge. Um, I kind of play a. But I lightning's play, so much freaking fun. Man. I, I I do. I honestly play a bit of a game when it comes <laughs> to lightning. 
I there is a fine line of when it's too close or too far away. Yeah. And where the here in Arkansas, you can see where the clouds are coming and where they're going. There, there's not a lot of changes. They typically just go west to east. There's not a lot of north south movement. So if something's up in Bentonville, I know that I'm finding Rogers as long as the clouds don't come down over Rogers. So I can see lightning in the distance, and I will confidently run fine. But I also, there are some times where I'll be on a run and a storm will roll in. I'm like, nope, I need to seek shelter immediately, call Tori, call the day. day. Yeah. Um, and there are also, like, I think of times in Florida where that was not the case. Florida, it, the weather doesn't care about you. Uh, clouds go where they please. Lightning strikes where it wants. Yeah. You are at the will of the weather. Yeah. There is no rhyme or reason unlike Arkansas. So when we were in high school, if there was thunder or lightning within a X amount of radius, our coach knew it, he wouldn't let us run. Yeah. And so it was like, we feel like we could probably get in a 45-minute run and be totally fine. But one, liability insurance. Two, it's probably not safe to be out and about in a Florida thunderstorm compared to an Arkansas thunderstorm. Yeah. So yeah. Know, your, know your local climate. Know what your thunder and lightning do. Yeah. Um, know what they do, you know? Know what that thunder and lightning do. Hey, let's go. <laughs> uh, same thing with knowing, like, Arkansas, or not Arkansas. Same thing with doing Colorado. You have th- uh, ice storms that roll in or blizzards off the front range if you're in wyoming montana whatever there's always different random things that can just weather can change in a second and just you just have to have a plan for when it does you know your climate best um yeah i think about even just like the the importance of not only knowing the climate but just getting into a routine of opening up the weather app on your phone uh, if you have a smartphone or like just like the rather than especially if you're the type of runner that is uh, has a training program that you have an expectation either for yourself or a coach has an expectation for you to accomplish or complete it. Um, help yourself out by not being surprised about what weather is coming your way the next day. Um, I, I for sure uh, don't on my own care a whole lot about what the weather is bringing the next day. It, it's only because I am a coach and or because of my full-time job that I think about what the weather is or when I'm getting dressed for the day, moments before I walk outside of the house, like what can I wear and feel comfortable? I, but help yourself out as an athlete uh, either, you know, as you begin the week and you're looking at what workouts, uh, what miles you have coming your way, um, give, yourself, uh, give yourself some help by not being surprised that it's going to be a hot day. So then you can go, okay, on Wednesday, I'm going to have to wake up. I'm going to have to do a morning workout like I don't typically do because the moment it hits 9 a.m., it's 90 and above until 10 p.m. And so, um, yeah, I just like just the importance as an athlete to, to learn personally how to look ahead uh, and, and plan ahead so you can actually accomplish what you're wanting to. Think about like how, how you could avoid – how you could avoid the shutting down of a workout because you ran at a time of day where it actually wasn't hot at all. Right, um, right. Or, you know, like, I'm sure you had a lot of fun watching Jackass 4.5 today, <laughs> and maybe you weren't able to, maybe your family or whatever just didn't, didn't allow for waking up at <clears throat> at 6 a.m. and getting a right. run in. Um but if we were to look at, oh, actually this entire week, or just tomorrow is an especially hot day, and so I'm going to go to bed a little bit earlier today so that I can, uh, or, yeah, so that I can get my run in before 8 a.m. Um, like, I, like, even now, I'm looking at tomorrow, I have a hill repeat workout, supposedly, um, <laughs> and it's going to be, the lowest it'll get is 79 at 6 a.m., so that means i got to be up at 5 I work 10 to 7. Ooh, it's going to rain. I might cool it down. Ooh, I could get it in the evening because it's going to rain tomorrow. Hey. So it's going to cool it off. So I might not have to be forced. I was planning to do it in the morning. So I yeah. might actually be able to do this workout tomorrow night when it's yeah. 82 degrees outside because it rained during the day. Yeah. Which would be great. But and then talking weather again, hills, rain, are you on asphalt? Yeah. And then you just have to go like, is is the asphalt going to be, you're going to have the, the right amount of traction that you're yep. looking for? Um, but it only says 30 to 40 percent chance. So okay. there's a, there's a good chance that I could do it tomorrow night. Yeah. Mainly if I don't wake up in the morning, which it's already kind of late, so I probably won't. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably either move this workout to Thursday because um, that's also my day off, so I can get it done throughout the day if I need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So that just literally taking five seconds. That took me five <laughs> seconds to pull up the weather app yeah. and look at the weather and think, what would be the best thing for my workout tomorrow? Yeah. And, and that that's a great question to kind of sit down and ask yourself. Um, even throughout the week, like Peter said, just look at the weather app and say, ooh, like Friday, high of 83. Ugh, what in the world? Friday's going to be a Let's good day. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man, I might just do it then. Yeah, um, I've got my uh, my Patagonia that I'm going to put on. Because <laughs> it's going to be so cold. <laughs> it's going to be so cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Peter is there anything else with weather that, that you think that we that we missed or um, got any shout outs or anything like that as we cl- as we wrap up this episode I mean I'd love to hear the song one more time oh gosh no that you might can... be a Patreon thing yeah yeah if, if you follow us on Patreon you'll get I'll sing the entire the full thing I will if you are a top tier Patreon subscriber, I will. What do they call those gold members? I it's uh, we decide what they're called. We call them gold members. Yeah, gold members. Um, I just think of Goldfinger from. Yeah. Uh, is it gold? Gold? No, it's gold member from. Gold members from Austin Powers. Austin right? Powers. That's what I'm thinking of. Goldfinger is real. James is Bond. James Bond. Dang it, gold <laughs> member is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're if, a gold if, member, if you're a gold member, I will sing the entire Larry uh, version with a Larry voice, my best Larry voice. Yeah of homophones okay otherwise look it up on youtube and it'll be way better yeah uh, but also then you want to support us on patreon so kind of a bummer so don't you dare look yeah, it down up do YouTube. that no um, i don't think i have anything else on weather um shop at your local running stores uh you support me by doing that if you live in north arkansas specifically yeah <laughs> if you live anywhere else it doesn't help me at all does so. rush have a, an online store nope no. That's not if we do, it's a surprise to me. Okay, cool. But you can call us and I'll put your name on a list and I'll call you and then we you can come pick it up whenever you come to Northern Arkansas because we like don't it. ship to you. I tea. like it, I like it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh running future? Uh that's on Yeah, like I said, I've got repeats tomorrow. Ooh, ooh he'll repeat tomorrow. Two weeks from now, mm-hmm. uh, August sixth, I'll have the man, this is if this comes out in September, this can be really awkward. Anyway, You'll know in the future what I've run. Yeah. Uh, I got the Great Festival. I'm doing the 5K there. That's what Mike the wants. Great to... Festival. Grape. Ooh. Like the the Concord grapes. Uh, sure. If that's what they make in Tawny Town, Arkansas. I hope so. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but there's a 5K there. Okay. Mike is putting it on, and when I say Mike, I mean he's timing it. Yeah. Um, and by Mike, the timing guy, you mean Mike Rush? Mike the Rush, Rush, the, Rush the owner of Rush Running. Yeah. My coach, Mike yeah. Rush. Yeah. Rush Running. Not Mike Trout, the nope. uh, left fielder for the. Not Michael Jordan. Los Angeles Angels. The center for the Bulls. I actually yeah. don't know what position Mike. Rush he was. Played. He did he was just play everything? Famously not a center. Ah, dang it! I yeah. guess because he was tall. <laughs> Uh, that we can talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love this new part of you that I didn't know that you have no idea. I know short people play point guard. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know Shaq played in the paint. And most of big. the quote unquote short people in the NBA are like six six foot six, foot, <laughs> six two. Right, Michael Jordan six three. Uh, sorry, six six. He's a shooting guard, small forward. Probably shooting guard. Um, I don't even know, like. They, he was a guard. He carry a shield. He he, he did. <laughs> he, he carried swats. a shield. Uh, he made his own. Uh, He's the Sultan of SWAT, but for basketball. Made his own mithril. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm racing the 5K. Cool. Uh, there, uh, we're doing it all by feel, hoping to see what the 70 mile increase. So I'm at 70. I, the last two weeks I've been 70. I'll probably be at the 75 this next week and yeah. seeing what that fitness pays off. So goals. Do you have a number goal yet, or is there? Nope. Uh, any any number like is it? I'm gonna get if out. If I'm in under this seventeen forty for the five k, I'll call that successful because the last four road five k's I've done, I've run seventeen forty, seventeen forty one, seventeen forty, seventeen forty nine. Yeah. Um, and th- I've run all of them by myself. Yeah. The first mile I stuck with the kid. This last one this past weekend, and we went through like six flat, and then I went five fifty, then five twenty. But you I so you expect faster some some quicker people to pee at this one. I think so, but I also just um, I also just won't just stop with the next person. But I think the last person who won it ran. There were two people who ran fifteen forties. So nice. there's some speedy guys that you typically could get run pulled through a quick time. Yeah, hopefully, or I'll blow up and run another seventeen forty. Yeah, right. Love it. We'll see. That's yeah. kind of the goal. Um, after that, we go to cross country camp. 
Yeah. In uh, Washington. Packwood, Washington. Where I That's the first time I've heard of where we're going. Yeah, Packwood, Washington. Uh, Nate Wurgis, uh, his parents, Nate was a former JVU athlete of ours. His parents own a cabin in Packwood, Washington. It's about two or so hours, uh, barely northeast of Portland, Oregon. Um, beautiful, beautiful woods and rivers and whatnot. So we're not there with the team. Um, I don't know how many of uh, the athletes are coming out with us. They're not required to go. They have to required. pay their own way. So I would guess, I'm going to guess around 20 athletes will be out there. I think so. So uh, we'll be getting... came into the shop the other day and we talked about it. No way. Yeah, I bought some socks. That's fine. Buy three, get one free, people. Come to Rush Running. Buy three, get one free. Well, once again, we know that one person is going to get that deal because they texted in yep. in the middle of the episode. Yep. They, what else did they do? They, we spoiled the world champs for we them. We spoiled, spoiled <laughs> the world champs for them, and they're gonna make they're gonna get a great discount. So whatever disappointment they have around the world champs uh, spoiler, they get it back with socks. They're like ah, but I got buy one get one buy, buy one three, not buy one get one, buy three <laughs> get one free. Walk in, walk in, get one free is the deal. Rush running, uh, giving away Peter's socks. paying socks. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, so we're going out to Washington. That'll be fun. Um, um, I'm running some. I'm running about six miles tomorrow morning. Woo. That'll be fun. Let's go. And uh, and I think uh, teaming up with you and some other uh, swimmer. I think we're gonna try to do a kind of a team triathlon. Uh, it'll be you and another runner and another. And so it'll be it'll be you. You're not uh, in this. Allison Rush. So Mike Rush's wife. Because we have to have a lady. Okay. And then some random guy that Mike knows that came in the office. Is his yeah. name Mc- Miguel Phelps or something? I don't know. Mc- Michael, Mi- Mikael, Mikael, Mikael Phelps? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Phelps? I don't know Phelps. I don't know. Sweet. Yeah, I, but yeah. I thought so, I was racing with you. No, sadly. I'm just there to try I thought to I was passing together. the baton off you. I wish. Well, I wish. I'm not going to try as hard now. Oh, no. You got to <laughs> do it because I put your name in the hat. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. You're going to kill it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm uh, feeling. I'm, We're doing I'm, a corporate triathlon. Cool. Uh, sponsored by Rush, and so we'll have some random guy that swims, uh, Peter on the bike, and then Mike's wife, Allison, on the run, um, and she is speedy, That's so awesome. they can uh, win that. The goal is every every race that we run, we win for Rush. So, Sick. Well, um, that that's no pressure on me. Yeah, you gotta can't can't mess this up, baby. Uh, I've been I've been getting in a good routine of either running or riding uh, quite a bit lately, so I think I'm gonna have some some nice legs on me by September. So sweet, Ben. What a blast, Peter. Always good to have brunch with you, Thanks. even if it's at nine o'clock at night. Thank now you for thank you for the two hour conversation that preceded <laughs> our one hour podcast episode. Um, appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>